Welcome back to some malicious compliance. Please enjoy. Yay! I passed a quiz mastering crystal clear instructions. Story by laughing. Bye, campfire. Everyone appreciates saving money at the pump. Gas isn't cheap, but it wasn't quite so bad 20 odd years ago. But still, why pay more than you have to pay? Some folks will wait hours at a Costco, others have a favorite station that they use when they pass by even if it isn't close to home or work. In fact, some truck stops are known for having great prices and are conveniently just off the freeway. As a college student and licensed driver, the wise old man needed a ride to the airport. Now, my dad was pretty particular, he was a fan of rules. Nothing was simple enough that it couldn't be improved by a specific formula of rules and instructions. For example, a reasonably easy 30-minute drive to the airport could definitely benefit from specific instructions, plus a side mission involving its very own specific additional instructions. Because the best deal in gas is just off the freeway at a truck stop along the route. There were also a couple of other, younger kids over, kids of friends of my mom who were having a get-together. They thought it would be fun to hang out with the older kid who could drive. They did not plan on a road trip, but, as you will see, a road trip they would get. To set a clear example, maybe even a standard or bar, that would show me just how easy this airport run would be, the wise old man would drive to the airport detailing the truck stop where I would be responsible for maximizing value and getting the best deal when I filled up on the way back. With no additional stops or deviations to be allowed on this very clear, very simple mission. So we loaded up from the southeast of downtown and hopped on the freeway, and upon nearing the big city we hopped on the beltway that rings this city in the center of the US state in which this happened. The wise old man made sure to note as we approached the blessed and preferred truck stop. The exit number, the road name, and the truck stop name. This was easily remembered because it was all very close to home. In fact, it was a drive I made regularly on my runs to and from the state university in the north of the state in my own car. But this wasn't my car, my gas, my gas money, or my choice. I would get off at that exit and take that highway back home. Now mind you, we did not take that highway to the airport because it is slower. Much slower. There are stoplights. But I was not to get back on the freeway, interstate. I was to proceed straight home using only that road. No. Other. Stops. No. Other. Routes. The rules and instructions were reviewed as we approached the airport. We got there with enough time before his flight to do a quick pop quiz to make sure I knew all the pertinent details and rules. You got it, the kids are in good hands. Have a great flight. But he was quizzing me. He wasn't asking for my suggestions. He wasn't even asking if I had any doubts, concerns, or questions. It really was just as simple as following the rules. Now if it was him or anyone else, the correct answer would be to save time and fuel by taking the same exact route home. Or. Or. Hear me out, to get back on the freeway for about 2 more miles to take the next highway which would also have a ton of stoplights over 20 miles but would in fact get us home. And so back to the blessed and preferred truck stop, we headed to maximize our value and get the best deal. Cash was exchanged, and premium unleaded fuel was pumped. Now, rather than saving time or money with an efficient return trip, I did exactly as the wise old man directed. We would take the next 20 miles going stoplight to stoplight down the highway. Just not the right highway. I passed a quiz and knew the rules, and the rules I would follow. Unfortunately, 
the very clear rules did not allow us for getting back to the town where we lived. However, because we were now 20 miles south, actually southwest, I would have to turn off the highway and make another 15-mile drive east through some very twisty farm county. The rules expressly forbade this. So I pressed on hoping for the best. That's actually a lie unless you silently add, hoping for the best road trip. Because we were absolutely not heading home. The kids in the back were having a blast, going on a trip with the college kid driving. Everyone's laughing. It was a genuinely good time. Though as we nipped into the western edge of the correct county, we all knew we were not going to make it without breaking the rules and deviating from the very clear directions. Everyone in the car could have passed the quiz at the end. As elementary aged kids or maybe 10? They were very excited to get a vote, do we follow the rules or do we turn? Nobody thought it was worth breaking the rules so onward we continued. And so, we stopped heading toward home altogether. Having taken this highway more than once on the way to visit friends at the state university in the south of the US state hosting this road trip, I knew we could definitely make it there, but I would have to go out of pocket for gas to get us home. As with all good things, this road trip had to come to an end. So at a certain point roughly calculated by a falling fuel gauge, we turned around. We laughed and continued having a great time. We laughed even harder when we got back to the one crucial step the wise old man, my dad, left out. Turning for the long and somewhat perilous farmland connector to get us back to where we lived. Were the kids willing co-conspirators in this performative act of malicious compliance, were they my audience or were they to be my downfall? As we get out, the kids were laughing, the moms were happy the kids had fun, but we were asked, what took so long? Oh sorry, dad had specific instructions on how to get home and we tried following them but ended up going out of our way. My audience just laughed and said they had fun. Since the car was on E my mom topped it off long before my dad returned. So the wise old man had no idea of his rules and very clear instructions and ended up paying for us to have a really nice road trip despite his best efforts. My mom has been dead for years and I've never told my dad. But the wise old man is no longer as weird about rules. TLDR my dad's very specific instructions for getting fuel did not accurately navigate us home, thus, allowing us to both fill up the car and return it empty after a several-hour road trip. Policy change causes compliance. Story by Klutzy Amount 3737. So quick background, I'm from the UK, but have worked in the USA since 2001. I worked for a smallish company, I was around the 100th employee, that was growing steadily. This story concerns personal time. This is five days a year you would accrue that could be used for when you are ill or even extra vacation days. You could only accrue up to 120 hours max, three weeks. I hit my maximum after three years and rarely used it, just left it topped up. My thought was that I have parents getting older in the UK, so I could use this time in case of an emergency, so I kept my bank full for this purpose. Note, you stop accruing this when you hit 120 hours and don't get it back so I gave up some days available to keep it topped up. Sometime around year 5, I did take a personal day. A couple of weeks later I noticed in a paycheck that my personal time had not changed, it was still at 112 hours, it should go up about an hour and a half per two weeks of working. Waited until the following paycheck, and still at 112 hours. I call HR to ask. It appears at some point the previous year they changed the policy to max out at 80 hours. 
Anyone with more would not lose it, but would not start accruing until they were below the new lower maximum. Obviously, I wasn't happy with this. Q compliance, immediately take 5 personal days off, which got me to 72-ish hours. From this point on, every time I was about to max out my personal time, every 5 weeks or so, I would schedule a day off, or use up multiple days over Christmas to extend vacation when visiting my family. I would game the system between what vacation I could carry over versus personal time. They never gained an extra hour out of me in personal time again. Then in 2011, we were bought out by a larger company. In April 2012 my wife and I had a huge vacation planned. A 16-day African safari gifted by the tour operator my wife worked for as her 10 years of service award. This was planned at least 12 months ahead of time, as I needed to plan out my vacation time. Up until this point we were allocated all of our vacations for the following year on April 1st. Mid-December 21 the new company HR drag us all to a meeting, where they announced they are making changes to vacation and personal time to bring us into line with theirs. As of April 1st, all vacation time is now accrued. You can borrow up to 5 days in advance with prior approval. Also as of this date, personal time is no longer personal time, it's sick time. You need to be sick to take it or use it for doctor's appointments, on the plus side they are increasing it to 7 days per year. Though not much use to me as I haven't taken a day off sick in 15 years. You will need a doctor's note for 3 days or longer of illness. I pointed out to them that, unlike the company that bought us, we actually had a production facility, that manufactures actual products, at a rate of over a million per day. The reason we had personal time and not sick time was from experience. They are not interested. This is the policy. We know what works for you better than you do. At the end for any questions or clarifications, I raise my hand and also ask I have a vacation that's already approved, and has been in planning for over a year that starts in April because that's when we would get our full allocation, but it's longer than the 5 days I can now borrow, and you have also limited the use of personal time, what do I do? I'm expecting them to say come see us, we'll work something out. What I actually got from these fools was literally a shrug of their shoulders with faces that said tough shit. Screw them. As my wife worked for the tour operator, and as there was still some space available, they helped us to move up the vacation into March. I calculated my personal time to max it out just as we were traveling. I blew all 10 days of personal time on the last two weeks of March, zeroing it out just before the policy change came into effect, and borrowed a couple of days vacation from the following year to complete the end of the trip. After that change in policy, the production facility ended up with machinery being shut down multiple shifts per week, we had 10 pieces of equipment that took 2 to 4 personnel each to run them. As operators or helpers were sick, then some machines had to be shut down, one person out of a team would lead to a couple of other personnel having nothing productive to do on the shift, which ultimately increased costs and customer lead times. It's easy to schedule around a personal day that was booked in advance, but if you run a lean shift to maximize profits, it's impossible to schedule around someone calling in sick. Rather than amend their policy, and admit they didn't know best, they hired a couple of extra people each shift to cover for their policy slash sickness. Office staff around the company would be mysteriously ill every two months or so for a day or two at a time. Most weren't even subtle about it and are always sick on Fridays or Mondays. I left around four years ago, and that policy stood, and staff work it for all it was worth, the resentment of that policy change ran deep. Reap what you sow. 
You are a new joiner, so shut up and just follow instructions, said my ITGM. Story by Advance, thanks 8821. Me 32, male, is having my job as IT engineer at SME Retail Company. The company's IT department is just established around two years during that time. Previously HR is the one managing the whole IT matter. Our IT team has four people. One head of IT, GM, one assistant manager, one senior engineer, and me myself, IT engineer. This story involves the IT GM, senior engineer, and myself. Since I am new at the company, I was not given proper authority on using any IT system like managing servers or firewalls. My main function is just supporting the user on daily PC issues. Managing the server and network fall to our senior engineer, SE. Unfortunately, even though SE is a higher rank than me, unfortunately his literacy in networking and server administration is very low. Previously SE work in the same company, construction, company as GM. Previous JD of SE is mainly involving laying slash pulling fiber and network cable which is more grunt work, not a system administrator. I otherwise came from an MSP background and have experience in managing servers and networks. During my tenure there, at first all as usual, but one day when I noticed that my SE did something to our server environment, removing a crucial application, for data processing, I tried to let my GM know. But unfortunately, he thinks I am not a team player since I straight away go to him instead of correcting my SE. For reader information, I already tried to remind him of the implications of removing the software, but my SE ignored my warning and continued the removal. Since I am the one that manages to make the server work, as usual, I need to make RCA on this issue by our director, my boss, boss. I am explaining in detail what happened and how I resolved this issue. Please bear in mind due to this incident, cause our server not to work for more than three days. This later makes my relation between SE and GM become very bad. Later after that incident, I am being called by my GM and reminded to just follow their instructions and never question them. Due to I simply remote into the server and didn't follow their instructions and also do not have teamwork, my probation period is extended for six more months. This is where the interesting part happens. One day, my SE make a big FCUK up and cause both of them being terminated on the spot. What happened is one day our company server was infected by ransomware. I had alerted them early since first I detect the abnormalities in our environment, but none of them responded to my messages. Since they also said can't remote the server due to security policy, I just let the things do its job. Please remember the last time I try to fix the issue myself because my probation was extended, so this time I didn't do anything at all. Since both of them is not from real IT background, they are really in a bind to resolve the issue. Then after one weeks, they tried everything, to make the system work, they give up and said to management that the system can't be restored. Actually, the system itself is very easy to be installed and the DB itself is very straightforward. Since I am from an MSP background, I am always being thought to make backups for every system at least once a week. Since I do not have access to the server, but from the client application we can reach the DB and able to back it up. So I do a weekly backup from my machine without telling anyone from my team. Our company due to the incident incurred a high loss of money since the operation can't be continued. Our director make a meeting between all management and IT, and during that time, my GM simply said that the data is lost due to ransomware. All of the management team were furious during that time, but suddenly, 
my director asked me whether I can fix this issue? My GM simply said I am a new guy and do not have the capabilities on restoring the server. My director asked my GM to shut up and let me talk. I explained to them briefly I might be able to do a reinstallation of the system but with one week of backdated data. This is because I only did the backup on my own initiative weekly. During that time I can see my GM's face become red immediately. He questioned me why I didn't tell him that I have the data backup. I reminded him that he was the one that told me to not interfere with this issue and reminded him that I need to extend my probation because I remote without his approval into the server. My director asked me to restore the server, after 4 hours of configuring the server, I managed to get the server up again and the operation managed to run as usual. Due to this incident, my manager tried to get me into trouble, but since I just simply comply with his instructions, and all the communication is done in black and white, which included his instructions to simply ignore this issue and continue my job supporting the user, instead of me getting into trouble, my GM gets fired from his position due to not do his due diligence and get proper IT security in place and do not have a backup policy in the company. Me still working in the company after 6 years of the incident and now have his position as GM. Thank you for tuning in to listen to these stories, and I hope to see you on the next one. Till then, have an amazing day.